This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You know, sometimes we get these, um, we, we get the question we just had where it's like, yeah, you're fine. You're, everything's good. You don't need a girl. And then you get Jenna who's 15, and I just say, man, Jenna, I'm so sorry. Mm. It's not supposed to be like this. Welcome back to the show, guys. Episode number 209, and, and special guest, well, he's not special. He's normal guest, Tyler, my brother. You are special, just not to this podcast. You are um, my middle brother, as everyone knows, personal manager, um, co-owner of Yee Yee with me, and also the guy, the first guy in the line of all the people, maybe besides Amber alone, that I go to for advice in my life. Probably Amber's number one, and you're a close second, even though before Amber, it was always you. Um, So it's... Dude, um, I trust you with every issue I've gone through in my entire life. And so we have people on this podcast trusting us with some really serious questions, sometimes serious, um, and sometimes just a, a life, a practical life decision that they're needing advice for. And that's why I have you on here, man. Thanks. I like how when we get in front of the camera, that's when you tell me how you really feel <laughs> okay let's walk through this <laughs> do i not i'm just kidding yes That's, i do we're you just, we're just business a lot you are uh definitely i love a, you too man you're a word of affirmation guy though <laughs> i don't think i am i think i'm a um acts of service that's why i go to mom so she can cook me meals and stuff mm. i mean maybe i have two you always you also say physical touch is kind of your thing too. it used to be i don't you're getting away from that well i mean i love hugging the kids and loving on them too so maybe i got three i don't know but i i know that i love acts of service okay well so maverick is asleep right now taking a nap as we record this podcast and uh, he doesn't know that when he wakes up he's going to see ty ty's red truck in the driveway and uh go 
crazy because he loves your truck, man. He loves you, but he loves you also because of your truck. Yeah, he Yeah, I'm trying to learn if he really likes me. I think he does, but he loves the trucks. Like your <laughs> Earl's truck, your truck, Uncle Johnny's truck, my truck. He loves Parker's. I, and it for a while I thought it was just because of the gum because I have gum in there. Um but sometimes I don't have gum in there. He he just loves to just honk the horn and press the buttons and mm-hmm. sit in my lap. Well, what we do on this podcast is we we answer your questions like we're sitting in the cab of Tyler's truck and eating gum. <laughs> Driving down the road, you ask a question. Could be about anything in life. Email me, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. And we've done this 208 times, and today is 209 that we have done this. And I'm going to start here just randomly going through um, your emails. And the first one, subject line, says cancer. And the question says, hey, Granger, my name is Jack. I'm 16 from Northeast Ohio. We recently found out that my grandpa has cancer, like cyst in his lungs, intestines, and possibly heart. It's truly hard to deal with and comprehend. Do you have any advice on how to deal with this? All right, um, Jack, thanks for emailing, buddy. 16, shout out to Ohio, one of my favorite places. Some of my favorite people in Ohio. Um, so I appreciate you, buddy. There's nothing easy about going through what you're going through. And I'm so sorry. Is the first thing that Tyler and I would say is so sorry um, that you're dealing with this. And this is, I'm assuming, your, your first ex- experience with some kind of tragedy or anxiety that will end up being your first experience with grief and loss. And um, this is the thing, and and it sounds like a country song when I say this, but grandpas are going to die. You know, there's there's a couple things in life that we know, and one of them is that grandpas are going to die. Man, it even it's even it's even hard for me to say it. I've lost two. Tyler's lost the same two. Um, my kids have lost one, and there's there's some things in life that we have to understand. It's it's hard at sixteen to know this, but when you say you're surprised that this is happening, right? You're surprised, and um, and I'm telling you that you are now part of a club that none of us want to be in, but we're all a part of it. I lost my granddad at eight, right? Papa, I lost him at eight. And then I lost Paul at... No, you lost Papa when you were 10, because I think I was six. Okay, 10. And then Paul, I lost when we were... Um, I was like 19. Were you like 17, 16? Um, I was 16. 16. So we've both, man, we've been there at the same time, the same age as you. And when I lost my dad... That was crushing because I wanted my kids to be able to go fishing with them. And I wanted dad to teach them how to drive a truck. And I wanted dad to do that special grandpa stuff. And he couldn't. And so, you know, to answer to answer your question, how do you deal with this? I think the first step in, in how do you deal with losing grandpa, besides me saying I'm sorry, is understanding that this is this is not crazy that it's happening, even though it might seem like it. It's it's a part of the flow of life, 
And if you don't lose him at 16, which you might not, I mean, he, he might recover from this, but then you're going to lose him at 20 or 24 or at the latest 28 or 30. But at some point you're going to lose grandpa. And it's easier for me to say that because I don't love him like you do. Um, but it's a part of life. And what do you say to Jack, Tyler? Uh, for, uh, first thing I would say to Jack would be um, we, Granger and I don't understand your relationship with your granddad. So it's, we can only speak on our experiences. You know, for, for me and you, we would see our granddads a couple times a year, right? You know, kind of a tip like during the holidays and stuff because we were in different cities. Um, so that's the re relationship that we had with them. Very loving, um, obviously very sad when we lost them, but we don't know Jack's. He could see him every day. I don't know if he said in the email, but so his level is going to be different than ours. Um, the second thing I would say that my mind these days automatically goes to is, man, what a blessing to have a granddad. Like, what a blessing to have one. What a blessing to have him for 16 years. Mm. Again, we don't know the relationship that he has, but let's assume that it's good. Um, gratefulness, man. You know, that's the way that I quickly framed my mind when we lost dad. It's 30 years, 30 great years with a great dad. And focus on that. That would be my recommendation is just to focus on the good times and the good memories. So good, man. Man, I, I cannot say it any better than that, Jack. Um you got you, you have at least 16 years with a granddad that's so good that you are emailing me as essentially a stranger to say how you said it's truly hard to deal with and comprehend this so your granddad is so good in your life that you're emailing a stranger a podcast to learn how to deal with the possibility of losing him and so Tyler would say, dude, you got 16 years. A lot of people, like my kids, for example, my kids didn't get any. My daughter got two years and Lincoln was a baby when we lost my dad, who would have been a great granddad. He would have been a really good granddad, I should say. And they didn't get to experience what you did, Jack. And so the first, the, the first thing is, buddy, I'm sorry. The second thing is, your people are going to lose granddads. It's a part of life. And the third thing is just be grateful, man. It's, it will devastate you when you lose them. But if you can just continue to lean into that, man, I'm so grateful. I had him. I'm so grateful. I had him. I'm so grateful Then I promise you after you lose him, which you will eventually as time goes by that gratefulness practice that you're putting in now will pay off down the road because then those memories will start the sad memories will start becoming happy memories in the way that say you're 16 now so when you're 30 you'll go man you'll catch a fish for example and you'll go man granddad would he would love this lake man i'm catching them like crazy it's it's seven o'clock in the morning the water's like glass there's a there's smoke coming off the water and every time i throw this lure in that under that one oak tree over there basso hit it it splashes and you'll go you'll think to yourself granddad could be standing right next to me loving this and you'll smile about it instead of being sad about it it takes a while but if you do this gratefulness that Tyler's talking about. If you lay into that, that's where you're going to end up, right? 
Yeah. And just to the gratefulness is, um, it, you know, there's different kind of kinds of deaths and, and, and spend time with them. Now it sounds like mm. you still have time to be with them. Tell, tell him that you love him. If you haven't already, um, tell other people, you know, we always kind of hear the cliche, you know, tell people you love them. Well, it's like, sometimes it takes a wake up call like this for you to tell your brothers or your sisters or your mom or, you know, your dad that you love them and you care for them and don't just say it, but show them with your actions. And, um, one cool thing, perspective switch that we all should try to, um, to try to impl implement is, you know, say that your mom, say my, our mom is 60 years old we have a great relationship. We see her all the time, but let's say that she's 60 and let's say she lives in another city or a state and you hope that she lives to 90, right? So you're like, I got 30 more years with mom. Well, that's not the case. 30 more years, the perspective switch that you should have is how many times a year do you see her? Mm. Christmas, maybe a birthday or miscellaneous trip. So let's say two times a year. So if you, if you say 30 years, you got 60 times that you get to see your mom forever. Like for me, that's, that just turned the switch. It's what like, book was that? Remember we read that? There was a book where he was like adding up all the times that he would see <laughs> He, he was like, man, I'm going to see my parents 24 more times if I stay on the same pattern. Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe it'll come to me, but right. Yeah. Like, it's wild. And, and, and say like Jesse Itzler, maybe, or somebody like that, Yeah, maybe Jesse or like a Hal or somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, say, say that, um, say, you know, our dad died at 61. So, you know, um, again, say, you know, I'm 40 say 20, 20 years, two times a year, that's 40 times or just keep shrink shrinking it. Yeah. Many is 96. Yeah. Each time I go see her now, it's, this could be the last time. Dude, I think that was the, the most well-rounded answer to a question because then I could recap it in this way, Jack. Um, first, I'm sorry. Second, you're going to lose granddads. That's a reality. We need to learn that reality. Three, be grateful for the 16 years you had with them. And then lastly, be present now. You have a gift now of knowing that the time is growing near. We lost our dad suddenly. We didn't have that kind of opportunity. So this, you could look, look at this as a gift that now you have an awareness, an acute awareness that, that of his mortality, that you don't have much more time with them. And you spend that time with them now as presently as you can. Maybe, maybe you take a, a voice recorder and record some of his stories on your phone. Maybe you have some conversations and you write down like, what are 10 questions that I would love to ask my grandpa? I, I did the, I wrote a song called five more minutes about my grandpa that I, questions I didn't ask him. That's what it was about. So, so yeah, I'm sorry. You will lose granddads. Be grateful you had them. And, and lastly, be present with them because you still have them today. And tell them about Jesus. The most important thing. And number five, tell them about Jesus. Man, that was a good, that was a good uh, 10 minutes or so on that. But I think it was a, that was a thorough question for a lot of others. Uh, next question that pops up here says, subject line, Internet Bible Studies. Here, Granger, first off, uh, love your book. It's amazing. Everyone needs to listen to the audiobook And the interview with Amber and all the other extras you added made it well worth the time and purchase. Thank you, buddy. Um, he says, I have two, soon to be three, little ones at home plus work. So most people... Like most people these days, life is busy. However, 
I'm having a feeling that I need to join a Bible study because I do not feel that I get enough out of reading it on my own. Do you know any online forum or internet type Bible studies that can be read or uh, contributed when I find time during the week? And then he says, I got to see you in Columbus. Last time you were there, it was amazing. Um, Wish I could have made it to more. Yee yee, Tyler. This is Tyler asking a question to Tyler. And dude, it's a great question. I'm so glad that this came up because I think this can open up um, different kinds of discussions because you're probably very, I think you come into a category of a lot of people that you're like, man, I don't know if I'm getting enough out of just reading the Bible alone. And then Tyler and I would say, you're right. And so let's dive into what that means. And the the first thing I'm going to say, and I'm pretty sure Tyler will echo, echo this, is that you're not saying anything in the email about church. And it's it's like, man, oh, Granger, you talking about church again? It is such a such an underestimated, not talked about anymore uh, component to Christian life that we are commanded in the Bible to gather with the local body, with the church. Why we're commanded to do that is for all different reasons. Uh, the, the simplest reason could be um, you're going to encourage your brothers and sisters that see you walking in, your Christian brothers and sisters. Um, another simple reason is you're singing a song and someone looks over at you and they see you singing and they're like, man, Tyler's doing it. And then the, the, more, the, the bigger reasons for you, for your question is it fills your soul. It spiritually in, increases your knowledge of God and it supplements all, all of this Bible reading. So we just heard it in our church on Sunday morning, um, reading out of Second Peter. Marshall was teaching about when Peter says you need to always be able to supplement your faith, right? And then he goes down the list of what to supplement it with, virtue, knowledge, brotherly love. And this is done best in a church on a Sunday morning. So when you're asking me about online Bible study, I'm like, hold, pump the brakes on that. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, it's great. But, but I, want, I want Sunday morning teaching to be first in your, what you're getting uh, to add alongside your personal Bible reading. Tyler, what do you got? So did he say that he's not going to church? He didn't really? say anything about it. Yeah, I would say that the first thing that comes to mind is um, that I'm encouraged that he's asking the question about Bible study. Mm-hmm. That's a great sign that he wants to learn more. Um, yeah, but I would go back to the foundation needs to be find your local church and become a member and start going regularly. Um, and then that is just kind of icing on the cake. Sometimes as I've just became a member and I'm regularly going to church, sometimes personally for me, certain things can start not necessarily overwhelming me, but, you know, um, we're both busy guys. People listening to this are really busy too. Finding time to go to church is the most important thing on Sundays and making it a priority. But then personally, what I'm not struggling or overwhelmed with really, but I'm just trying to figure it out is we got Bible study now 
which is, I think, indefinite, through, at least through the, the fall, every Wednesday night. Then we have members' meetings the first of the month on Sunday nights um, where we missed the football game last night, which I'm completely fine with. But these are priorities that you need to have in place. And then you have um, a men's gathering. Like, I'm, I'm new to this, so I'm learning all, all of the things. So – you get kind of what I'm saying where it's like, and then I go back and I'm like, I just need to foundationally make sure that I'm, I'm continuing to go to church and be, be regular there and, and meeting the other members and not beat myself up if I miss a men's gathering or well, if I miss a Bible study. Marshall's the first one to say he's on the podcast last week. He's the first one to say that the Sunday morning gatherings, if you do that, we're, we're called to do that. But don't worry about anything else. You don't have to make a single other thing. Don't make that the priority. Like, make the Sunday morning gathering the thing. Again, I'm coming. You know me better than anybody. I'm all or nothing. Yeah. So, personally, I'm struggling with, like, I'm all in, baby. I got to go make, do everything or it's nothing. So, I need, and with everything else in my life, I need to be, like, it's okay to just make sure you're at Sunday and you can miss this. But go if you can. I don't mean to take this away from what his question was. But. Yeah, so his question is, um, is there anything online, an o- online forum for Bible studies? And so, um, yeah, well, just like my brother said, Tyler, and there's got two Tylers going on here. Just like my brother said. Um, it starts with the church. It's going to start with the church. And then yeah. ask, ask members in your pasture. You know, that's what I've learned. It's like, I know basically nothing. You know, I'll read my Bible every morning, but. The relationships that you build with starting again with the local church, asking your pastor, hey, do you have any Bible studies that you recommend online? Yeah. So th- when you were, um, as you're going through the Bible, reading your consistent Bible plan, which it, hopefully Tyler's doing that too, um, and you're going through and you're saying, I, I don't feel like I'm getting enough. The email says, this is so confusing with two Tylers, but the email saying, I'm going through my, my reading and I don't feel like it's enough. Totally get that. Totally get it. So then I'm asking you, Tyler, my brother, Tyler, what do you tell him? Maybe, maybe when you're reading and you have a question, do you have a study Bible? Like you recommend study Bibles? Um, instead of going into a Bible study, maybe while you're reading your plan, you're also going through a, a, um, a study Bible itself. I did that the first time I read the Bible all the way through. I read a study Bible. It was an NIV study Bible. And I, as I got to a new chapter or a new book, I read the whole thing. Like, here's who wrote this and what year and why they wrote it and who he was writing to. And then here's the scenario. And then in little pieces as you go, there's examples and, and explanations as you're walking through it. That's what a study Bible does. Is that what you did? Are there Bibles that don't have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are just scripture? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they are, but yeah. yeah I mean, my I, Bible now doesn't have anything. It's just the scriptures. My Bible that I really like is the John Maxwell NIV leadership Bible. And it'll take little, it'll take the verse and then apply it to like, you know, a leadership analogy or an example. Great. I would say my suggestion would be the John MacArthur ESV. But there's a lot of things you could, you could do. Um, I would say that route plus church or I, let me say it again, church plus that route. Um, and don't worry about these online Bible studies. 
If you have further questions, I also recommend the Bible Project on YouTube. Did you ever watch that? Mm, a few. So you could Google, say you're reading through Joshua, and you're like, man, this chapter 7 in Joshua is confusing to me. I don't know what's going on. Then you can YouTube just like this, Joshua chapter 7, the Bible Project. It literally pulls up a cartoon drawing, not a cartoon, a drawing uh, laying out that portion of Joshua in a very um, easy-to-understand way. So, yeah, anything else to add to this before we take a break? No, I'm just encouraged that he's asking, he's seeking, he's you put yourself around other believers, ask your pastor, and just keep asking, and you'll find something. God will show you what, what works for you. Yep, we'll take a break. Be right back. A few weeks ago, we released the Yee Apparel Fall Launch, and that stuff is awesome. We have it up right now at yee.com. It's some of the best stuff that we have we have put out so far with all of our apparel at Yee. We love it, and I'm very, very excited about it, and I hope you get to check it out. And hopefully we have some of your sizes left. And then also, if you have a copy of Like a River and you've bought it on Amazon or, or another website like barnesandnoble.com or walmart.com, you know what really helps me? I know a lot of y'all have read the book that have listened to this podcast. It really helps me if you review it. If you give me five stars and review it, it actually helps kick up that algorithm and helps it get in front of other people that might not normally have seen Like a River. So do that for me. It costs nothing to you, and it actually really, really helps me. Finally, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want me to send you a message, I say this a lot, cameo.com slash Smith. It's a really good way to do it. Or you can download the Cameo app and search for me, Granger Smith. You ask for whatever you want me to record, and I pull out my phone and do a video message specifically to you or to your son or your boyfriend or girlfriend or daughter or whatever it might be, a word of encouragement, happy birthday, happy anniversary, Merry Christmas. I, I could do it all and I have done it all and it's it's really easy. It's a great last minute gift and something for someone that has everything. So cameo.com slash Granger Smith. Back to the podcast. Back here with my brother Tyler as a guest answering y'all's questions. If you have one for me, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And the next question here, subject line says, lost job. Email says, hey, Granger, I recently lost my job because I made a mistake at work. I feel like I failed my family. I've been going to school and working hard to try to better myself and my job. Any advice about changing career direction, words of encouragement and prayer would be great. I'm feeling so lost right now. Thanks, Kyle from Indiana. Okay, let me recap my brain here. Kyle, uh, lost your job from a mistake. I'm sorry about that, brother. And you feel like you failed your family? Hey, man, that's, um, that's a very normal feeling. It would be weird if you didn't feel it that, right? It would be weird if you didn't feel like you were failing your family because you lost your job because a man was made to work. Literally, that's in the book of Genesis. The man was made to work, and so you feel this. there's a connection that we cannot explain in our DNA that calls us to work. And when we lose our job, we literally feel like we have lost part of ourselves. And so it's totally normal that you're thinking, why do I feel like a failure? And part of that is 
you could use that feeling to drive you into the next thing. It's, it's funny, like I tell my kids this whenever they, whenever they get nervous, like London has a basket, or volleyball game today. And when she gets nervous, I always will say, use that, that, those nerves to fuel the game that you're about to play. It's going to, it's going to focus your eyes. It's going to tense up your muscles. It's going to increase your blood flow and your oxygen because you're breathing heavier. So use all of those natural things that adrenaline and, and anxiety brings on and then use it to play the game better. Um, and so the, this failure that you're feeling, I say the same thing to you, Kyle, use that when you go to bed at night and you go, I don't, I'm not satisfied with not having a job. I feel like I'm failing. Instead of, instead of like lying in the mud with that feeling, use it and go, man, I, you know what? I'm going to set my alarm. My alarm's set for six. I'm going to say, go ahead and change it to five. And I'm going to get up because I don't like this feeling that I feel like I'm failing my family. So I'm going to get up at five instead of six. And I'm going to start this new routine of bettering myself and looking for this job, like you said. So use that. What do you what do you say to Kyle Tyler? I would tell Kyle that we've all been where you are. It was the year twenty twenty, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we didn't know what was going on. Everything shut down. Touring was gone. You know, we had to get creative to to find new ways for income. But to to your point, um, it's very important, like Granger said, to not let this become. Well, I don't have a job, so I'm going to sleep in a little bit and. Maybe I'll get to it tomorrow afternoon. You, mm. you have to control what you can control. You can't control that you lost your job. You made a mistake. That's yeah. in the past. What can you can control? You, you can get up early, like Granger said. I don't know what time you're getting up. Let's say, like he said, six, get up at five. Be the first one up in your household. Let your wife know and your kids know that, where's dad? Oh, That's good. He's up. What's he doing? They're inspired that you're getting up early, that you have a plan. You don't have a job right now. You know, there's no income coming in, but you got a plan. And they're looking at you as the leader saying, I don't know what's going on, but I trust dad. Mm. Um, you know, take care of yourself, watch your diet. Don't drink alcohol, drink water, um, get in your Bible, read some, some books and on, on your passions, what interests you. It's, it's hard no, not knowing what you like, but you know, there's, there's so many opportunities these days. Don't don't watch the news because it's going to tell you we're in, an, in a recession and, and everything's bad and everything's down. Don't listen to that. Um, problems are just opportunities, and there's the best opportunity in 2023 with technology and assuming you have a phone right at your fingertips, man. So just keep going. Yeah. What do you say to, to about getting something in the meantime? Taking, taking a job that, that he feels like is lesser than what he deserves or – is qualified for just to keep the lights on while he's looking for something else. Yeah. Again, not knowing his situation, man, you got to humble yourself. And again, I think it's more important that you're, that you're showing your family that you're, you're going to make it happen. So maybe it's mowing lawns or it's calling your buddy to help him do some, some drywall and some painting, Yeah, you know, stuff, not only, not only to get additional income, you know, granted, it won't be maybe won't be much or what you're used to, but um, it's a sign of self-respect. Again, it just goes back to the integrity of getting up and taking care of your family while on the side early in the morning or when you get home from painting or mowing lawns, you're working on what you're passionate about long term. 
It's great. It's great. Um, next question, the subject line says, wanting a girlfriend but not needing one. Hey, Granger, I'm 18 years old. My name is Austin. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm listening to your old episodes and working my way to the new ones. I really enjoy listening to them. So side note, you might not get this for a while. <laughs> oh, okay. Then he says, I'll start listening to new ones to hear your thoughts about my question. Here's my question. I want a girlfriend, but I don't need one. But I feel like everyone I know has one. And that makes me want one. And I'm afraid I'm never going to get one if I don't get one soon. That's literally what he wrote. Uh, I don't think he said it like I said it, though. And then he says, parentheses, I don't have any female friends, so I feel like if I ever talk to a girl, I'm going to be scared. What are your thoughts? I've been leading all these answers. I'm going to let you lead this one, Tyler. 18 years old, Austin. Okay, well, I'll start with the scared thing. He doesn't have any girlfriends, so he's scared. So if you do want a girlfriend, my recommendation that's helped me a lot and it's just going to help you and everybody listening in general, just, you know, human communication is, I don't care if you are not interested in a girl, um, say you're checking out at the grocery store, um, or you're pumping gas, or you're walking into the gas station and you open the door for somebody, just get good at talking to people specifically in this case, get good at talking to girls. And again, I don't care if they're 18 and super beautiful, or if they're um, the mid thirties, if they're with somebody, if they're not, just be nice, open up to them. Um, if you're checking out, talk to the person, say, Hey, how's your day? Just generic stuff and get used to talking to the opposite sex mm. and, um, you'll get good at it. And then, and then when you do see that 18 year old girl that you think is beautiful, it's going to be, I promise it's going to be a lot easier to go up and talk to her because you do it all the time. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Um, I want to say that you're also 18 and it, you're not in any position right now that where you need to settle down or have a girlfriend, even though the world tells you that you do. The, the world's going to be like, Austin, you're, everyone has a girlfriend. You should try it. It's awesome. Look at Instagram. Everyone's got one. All your friends have one. You're the only one that doesn't. That's just not true. In fact, I don't have one. Yeah, Tyler doesn't. The, the, the guys that are getting girlfriends earlier and getting serious earlier and then marrying just because that's the thing to do are then going to go through this round of divorces. And then you're going to still be single at 24 when the first rounds of divorce start. And you're going to be like, wow, that's what I was missing out on? That's not worth it. So Austin from Wisconsin Man, I said that I have said this for so many episodes, for so many years on this podcast, that there is just there is no need to to have a significant other just because it feels like you should. Mm -hmm. Now, the feeling of you, that you should—that's normal. That's like you know, that's in you. To, you're going to want to procreate and have a family. That's that's in you. It's the, the, your purpose in a, in a way. Not everybody's, but in a way, that's that's why you're you're created to populate the earth, and so that's all that feeling is. But it, it doesn't mean you have to go find somebody right now. So just understand that you have a natural desire to be with somebody, 
because you see everyone else. But don't let that drive you to the wrong person. Um, man, I think, and this is, I've also said this on the podcast many times, that feeling that you're like, man, I'm kind of scared to talk to a girl. I think that's a, that girls like that, you know? What girls usually don't like is guys that are overconfident. Like, man, I'm so good with girls. I could talk to any girl. Just, just, you know. They like that if you talk to them. But if you don't say anything. True. They would never know. So my point is, Austin, you could use that. You could say, I would love to take you out to coffee. And I'll be honest with you. I get nervous around pretty girls like you. And so please don't judge me if I'm, if I fumble a few words or if I'm. Yeah, the the fact that if he gets that far and he actually says that, that's a win. That's a win-win. And she'll respect that. She'll love that. Um, If she says no, just move on to the next. Yeah. Um, The last thing I'll say with that is to your point, it's like, yeah, don't, don't get a girlfriend just to get a girlfriend. Um, You need to date with intention. And my belief is that you need to date for the end goal of marriage. Um, and when you're 18, <laughs> assuming you're probably not ready for marriage yet, you probably just want a girlfriend because your buddy's got one and you want to hook up. We've mm. all we've all been there. Work it. Work on you. Um, work on maybe you're in school. Work on your school. Get better grades. Work on your craft. Work on your job. Um, work on yourself. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, man, we're doing good. We're rolling through this break. Uh, question, that's the subject line. It says question. And the email says, Dear Granger, I need your advice on something important. I was nine years old when my parents got divorced. I'm 15 right now. For the past six years, I feel like life is throwing all it can at me, that God is giving me too much to handle, lowercase g, God. First, I lost my mom to the divorce Then my stepmother treats me poorly. I moved schools last year. I lost a lot of friends. Thankfully, I've gained a couple in their place. And now I've been kicked out and moved in with my grandmother. My dad never calls me. My four siblings have nothing to do with me. I'm the oldest. And I feel tired all the time. I don't eat. I have no motivation to go on. I just want to make things right with my family, but I don't know how. Can you help me possibly? Jenna. You know, sometimes we get these, um, we, we get the question we just had, where it's like, yeah, you're fine. You're everything's good. You don't need a girl. And then you get Jenna, who's 15. And I just say, man, Jenna, I'm so sorry. Mm. It's not supposed to be uh, like this. Uh, reading an email like this. Um, man, I just want to I want to tell you that what you're feeling is, man, that sounds totally normal for you to feel um, with no more motivation, tired, don't want to eat. I'm not going to say, suck it up, Jenna, you know, get motivated because you've got a lot going on, especially for 15. You have a lot going on for a 20 year old, but you're 15. And so what's the difference? Well, the difference is at 15, you should still be under the authority, living under the authority of an adult. Not because you're not, because you're not capable, but, but that's just really, that's the, that's the cycle of life is, is you should be in, in all 
normal circumstances under the, under the, uh, the authority of an adult. And so hopefully your grandmother is your, is that for you, even though it doesn't feel like it. Um, and so here there's so, there's a lot of ways to go about this and it's sensitive because you're 15. And if you're a, if you're a boy, I could probably answer easier, but I've never been a 15 year old girl, Jenna. So I can't, I cannot relate. Um, but I could say this, you, you're in desperate need of community, which you could find at school or church. And sometimes if you don't feel like you have community at school or church, then it's time to lean in to what you like to do. So I would, I would search your heart and go, okay, what do I like? Well, I like chess. Okay, well, there's a, probably a chess team. Okay, and so that, that's a way to find a community quickly is to lean in. I mean, if you like Fortnite, like whatever it is, find a community that you could associate with. And then on top of that, before I let Tyler handle this, on top of that, I want to add, if you start doing the right things, and this is what the authority of an adult would need to tell you. If you're living under the roof of a, a mom and dad, then this is what we hope they would teach you. And, and it's, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going, to try to, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. In everything that you do, all throughout your day, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, you're, you're going to have a lot of decisions to make. A lot of them are immoral, or excuse me, non-moral decisions. Like, are you going to eat pancakes or a muffin? That is a, a non-moral decision, so whatever. But what you can do, even with those decisions, is make, try your best to make a right choice in each of those decisions. For instance, let's just throw this out there. For instance, you're going to look at breakfast in terms of how do you make a right or wrong decision with breakfast? Well, you could make a right or wrong decision by how well does that food fuel you during the day if you're tired or you're not sleeping right? What kind of food for breakfast? Would it be a muffin or would it be oatmeal or fruit? You know, what, what's the better fuel for my day? So you make that decision to go to oatmeal instead of the muffin. And then the next decision you have to make is, is do I, do I talk to this? Do I, uh, I'm just trying to think of a, an, another immoral decision. Do I talk to this friend and go and be late to class or do I cut the conversation short and be late? So you make the first decision right for oatmeal and then you make the second decision and then you mess that decision up because now you're late to class. But then you make another decision that's right and you continue all throughout your day trying to consciously make a right decision. And you will mess up a few of those like you might choose a muffin or you might be late to class. But the more right decisions you make, You'll, you'll notice that your days start to make sense. They start to, all of a sudden now they have meaning and you're starting to have a, a, an appropriate amount of control over what's happening in your day. Because like Tyler said earlier, 
You have to control what you can control. And you got a lot in your life that's out of control. It's wild right now. A lot of your dad didn't call you. You're, you know, you've got all kinds of things that you say God is throwing at you. You can't control all of that. But you can, okay, what time do you go to bed? You know, like, are you going to be flipping through Instagram at 1030? Or are you going to say, I'm going to make the decision to put my phone down? I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to make my room dark about 930 and put screens away. And, and if I can make my room darker and maybe try to read a book so that it makes me tired, and I, I get a better night's sleep. It's amazing what just a good night's sleep will do for the next day. These, you're going to have thousands of these kind of decisions that you can control as opposed to all the ones that you can't. What you got, Tyler? Um, yeah, I would, just, I would just add to that that, um, like you said, community, church or school, being around good people, good friends, um, taking care of yourself, nutrition, getting to bed early, exercise, controlling what you can control. And third, I would say, um, just focus on gratefulness again. It's kind of one of those secret keys to life. Um, you know, it's, and it's so tough to be like, what do I have? What, 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 did you just read my email? What are you talking about? What do I have to be grateful for? Well, it sounds like you got a grandma mm. that's taking care of you. Um, and I'm talking the little things I'm talking about. You're not in the streets. Um, did you sleep in a bed last night? Did you have a roof over your head? And again, I know these things are tough, but if you can just focus and switch that, that mind frame to gratefulness, um, first thing in the morning and last thing when you go to bed and throughout the day that you got a grandma that loves you and a roof over your head and hopefully food that she has in the cabinets. And then, and then the last thing is you don't have to continue that pattern mm. in your family. You can be the first one in your family that says, Hey, this, it stops with me. I'm going to have a healthy relationship, you know, God willing and a family and, 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 and not divorce. And, and I'm, I have the, the ability to change. So that. we have gratefulness. We have controlling the controllables, making the little decisions throughout the day consciously. You're not going to make them all right, but consciously make little decisions that you can control. And then I would challenge you, Jenna. I'm going to challenge you on something. And I don't know if you'll take me up on this, but I promise you, if you do, I promise it will have a positive impact immediately on your life. And that is for you to do completely away with social media delete it all. You're in a position right now when you need to be as healthy as you can mentally. And it's proven fact that social media is disruptive to your well-being. And with you going through everything you're going through, this is not the time, especially for a 15-year-old girl, this is not the time to deal with it, a comparison game with other people, with everything you have going on, the weight of the world on your shoulders. You would be doing yourself such a huge favor to delete social media completely, stay off of it. You'll be so much better. What do you think? It's tough. You think she'd do it? I I don't think so, if I'm being honest. Because, I mean, can you do it? Can I do it? It's. I agree with everything you're saying. I think the first step in that is do not look at your phone first thing in the morning. And don't look at it 30 minutes before you go to bed. Like, Well, dude, let me just say this. My kids will not be on social media at 15. They won't. We've already talked about it. We've already made you an mean agreement. You mean like their own accounts? 
Yeah, they won't have yeah. they won't have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yeah, they won't they won't. And Amber and I are going to actually pay them money when they're eighteen. We haven't decided how much yet, but we're going to come up with an amount of money that we're going to actually I, pay. I completely agree with that. I think that's great. So when we say Jenna, I'm I'm not saying. I'm not asking you to do something that I wouldn't ask my own kids to do, Jenna. That's that's my point. Get off of all of it. Delete it all. You laying in bed at 10.45, 11 p.m., heartbroken, feeling like your dad, needing attention that your dad's not giving you, and instead you're laying on Instagram, thumbing through, oh, that is damaging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with that... That's where we're going to end this podcast. Um, yeah, Tyler, dude, thank you so much. Uh, your advice is amazing. And um, the way that you could think through things with such a calm uh, manner. I think everyone probably felt that on this episode. So appreciate you, man. And all you guys, we'll see you next Monday. Yee-yee. See you guys. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee. deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com dot com slash compatibility.